You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. I have uh, Colin Tui. He's the CEO and co-founder of Pavilion Bio. And they have an innovative uh, solar-powered fabric design, which sounds really super interesting. So, Colin, thanks for coming. How are you doing? Thanks, Richard. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, we're excited about uh, finding out more about what you do and uh, telling you a little bit about what we do. Yeah, so so you're creating solar fabrics. Is that what you're doing? Uh, or how would you describe yeah. it? Yeah, so what we do is we manufacture a basically solar-powered fabric, and we can use it in applications for consumer products like bags and backpacks and clothing, all the way up to stadium roofs and building facades, and then everything in between. So it could be a hunting tent, camping tent, wedding tent, uh, canopy, awning, military uh, tent, airplane hangar. You know, anything that is made of fabric that gets hit by the sun is an opportunity to generate electric. Well, based on the efficiency of the fabric and the square footage of the area needed, I mean, if you can wear a coat that, uh, you know, is solar powered, what would that do for you? Is it can it generate enough energy to do anything? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it can provide a little bit of heat. It can charge your cell phone, um, charge your iPad, your phone when it's in your pocket. I mean, I think. On the consumer side, we see a lot of mobile charging, so USB ports built into the system, so you have a little battery in a USB port. Um, you know, the demographic of folks who need to charge their phones is pretty much everyone at this point. And what we look at is, you know, what we look at is about an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, that area, just picture a letter paper, that's enough area of solar cells to uh, generate electricity to charge a cell phone. Well, what do you think is going to be some of the first applications? Will it be the large stadium covers or, you know, airplane hangar covers, or is it going to be the small personal items first? Uh, We do both. I mean, we've launched products with Tommy Hilfiger. We've made handbags and backpacks and uh, clothing. Um, And a big part of our business now is the architectural canopy. So that could be, you know, the entrance marquee at an airport or a parking lot canopy, um, we're building a uh, an amphitheater in Miami, which has solar integrated. Um, so lots of different larger architectural projects. That's our that's our biggest part of our business. And then, um, as you could imagine, the remote location, rapid response, Department of Defense, uh, you know, Army work is also a, a solution. So what have you done to um, various materials to make them uh, capture solar energy? Is it woven into the fabric themselves or is it patched on? Well, it's, it's laminated. So we look at a sort of semi-finished uh, fabric and we uh, do a lamination process, which integrates solar cells, all of the wiring um, and the laminates to uh, protect them for years. 
um, all into the fabric stack. So we build out a, we, we build out a, um, you know, finished product or a semi-finished product that basically has a positive and negative wire at one end. And that's enough to sew in or put into a bag or backpack or tent or what have you. Do you need a, a battery to store any of the power or can they generate enough continuously or when needed to be useful? Like let's say a jacket that charges your cell phone. Yeah, it really depends on the use case. Um, if you're using if you're using it to charge something that has a battery, there's no need to have a second battery. But if you're not plugging your item in, then any amount of sun that's hitting the solar panel is just being wasted if you don't have a storage device. So, um, you know, if you're looking at laptop charging and phone charging, you don't necessarily need a battery because your phone or laptop has a battery. Um, but sometimes we like to put batteries in. Now, the other side would be on the larger structures. A lot of the times we will tie into the utility grid. So we're actually selling the electricity back. Well, what seems to be, uh, I don't know, what seems to be working so far, both the large applications and the consumer ones, is there some good adoption? Or like what what products yeah. do you have out there that uh, people really like? Um, I would say the shade canopies are a big one. We We are really growing in that vertical of our business, which would be, you know, you imagine a shade canopy for a cafe, patio, hotel. You're sitting out by the pool and there's a, a cabana and that cabana is solar powered, which means it has lights, it has a USB port, it has AC outlets. And, you know, that that's a big part of our business that's taking off. It's kind of this combination of architecture, which is beautiful, shade, shelter, and energy and lighting. So, that type of product, it might be a, a canopy that, that produces electricity and provides shelter. That's that's really a big part of our business. What about um, for cars? Any uh, thoughts to integrate this into the you know the body of the car, into the paint, or is that a yeah, totally you know, traffic? No, I think it's a, it's the same idea. It's looking at look what surfaces get hit by the sun all day. I mean, any surface that gets hit by the sun can be an opportunity to generate electricity. The amount of energy that's required to drive an electric car, for say, is, for for instance, is is really a lot more than a, the amount of surface area you have on the roof of a car. It's so tiny. There are advancements in that. Um, we're working on similar concepts, but we like to look at either surface areas that are much bigger or use cases that require a little bit less electricity than a, a car driving. That being said, you know, it's an emergency. You have a, a canopy that pops up, it's in your trunk and it's a uh, 10 feet by 15 feet and you pop it over your, uh, you pop it over your electric car. It's got a few kilowatts of solar. And in an hour you can get enough, um, you can get enough juice to get back to where you're going as an emergency. I think that's a great application. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Any other uh, applications that are out or coming soon that you're excited about that you can talk about? Yeah, I would say one really exciting opportunity for us is the large-scale industrial building. So, you know, when you see a salt shed on the side of the road by a, you know, a highway, a lot of those structures are fabric. You know, they're big structural fabric systems, and they're basically permanent. You know, they're built on a concrete slab, and there's, those are all opportunities for solar and they are too lightweight and they're not strong enough to put traditional solar panels on those uh, structures. So what we're doing is we're building out solutions that can provide electricity for industrial structures. And that has lots of applications, agriculture, industrial, maintenance, manufacturing, um, sports and equestrian and, uh, you know, greenhouses. And so I think that, that we're really excited about that, where we have these long span structures 
that are able to have uh, solar integrated. So what's the efficiency uh, improvement in solar been the past few years? Is it on a pretty good trajectory or is it slow or super fast? Uh, let's see. I mean, I think we're at a point on the uh, traditional solar cell side, which is some of what we work with, where it's efficient enough, it's high efficiency. So you're talking in the 20 to 23% range um, and it's commoditized. So it's getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And it's really more about the use case than the efficiency. So you know how much uh, one square meter is going to produce. And what you need to do is you need to apply that one square meter onto a structure and into an application where that exact amount of electricity is needed to be used. You know, you're not going to power, like I said, you know, you're not going to power an electric car with a tiny umbrella. And if you, if that's your expectation, then you're, you're sort of, that's not good engineering. So what we look at is typically use case first. So what do we want to power? And then how much surface area do you want? So it, you kind of back calculate the, the type of structure that you need. All right. What about fabric? What's the efficiency? And, you know, what's, can you talk anything about the mechanism of how fabric can produce solar power? And again, some of the efficiency ranges. Well, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a number of, a, it's not an efficiency number. Really what it is, is it's a platform. It's a substrate. It's a backing. It's a support structure. So if you look at a typical solar racking system, it's like an erector set, right? You have ballast blocks, you have an aluminum frame, you have a lot of clips, a lot of extrusion. Now you have a metal solar panel frame with a glass panel. Um, and that's a lot of rigid stuff that is uh, spanned mostly in compression. What we do with fabric is we put it into tension. So you can, the whole fabric is your structural system. You don't need a complex uh, erector set of metal components. We can, we can reduce the amount of steel required on a structure by about 50% just because we're using the fabric as our structural system. You know, you pull a fabric from four corners and now you don't need any frames. You don't need a framing member. You don't need, uh, you know, you don't need cross members. You don't need compression members. You're really just looking at tensioning a big sheet into a, into an area. And so the fabric is really the secret sauce for being the structural support. So the solar part itself, what does that look like? Is it just like a flexible, very thin plastic that contains the solar components? Yeah, yeah I mean, I would think of it, there, there are sort of plastic-like components, but it's more of a composite. So it's a lamination, um, and you have clear, um, clear pieces on top and uh, less clear pieces on the back. But the cell and the whole lamination is basically a... You know, it's like a kind of think of like a, a panini or a quesadilla, right? You have like a, you have fabric on the back, you have adhesive, you have encapsulation, you have wiring, you have solar cells, you know, from bottom to top. Then you have a top sheet and you have a film on top that it's going to be your UV protection and it's going to protect from dust and dirt and scratching. So you're taking all these layers and you're sandwiching them together. You're vacuuming them and you're melting all the glue and it's transparent at the end in the parts where it's transparent and it's opaque in the end where in the parts that, uh, that are, um, you know, opaque. And so you're really sandwiching it all together. And the difference with what we do is instead of using glass, we use fabric. I mean, it, it, I'm oversimplifying it, but it's a really basic concept. The, the items that, that, that produce the electricity, those are the solar cells. And we just take solar cells and we laminate them into other materials besides glass. Yeah, it's not oversimplified. It's good. It helps people understand. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. So what are what so are some consumer products that are that are out there right now that you could talk about? Any interesting ones with features? 
Let's see. I mean, I, I really just think, and, and we feel that the solar charging, the, the mobile charging application is huge. So, you know, when you are at the airport and you look at what they sell at a newsstand, they sell books and they sell food and they sell phone chargers. You know, I mean, it, the, the number of people that need to charge their phones constantly on the go while they're walking, while they're working, um, it's tremendous. You know, my phone can't last throughout the day. So in the afternoon, I have to, oh, I got to sit at my desk. I forgot my phone's about to die. You know, the idea that while you walk around, while you're outside, whether it's for 10 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour, you know, you bike to work, you walk to work, you're in your car, you put it on the windshield while you're parked at the parking lot. Um, you know, the idea of having mobile power on the go is hugely freeing. And that's how I see it. That doesn't necessarily mean you're charging your phone from zero to 100 all the time. It means that instead of it going from 100 to zero, it's going from 100 to 60. Um, or you're just kind of going from 70 to 60, back to 70, back to 60. So you're kind of like constantly charging this thing. And so we see the applications as really integrated into the consumer products. And that means you have backpacks that have solar cells. You have laptop cases, iPad cases, where your iPad's plugged into the bag that it's in. And when you walk around, the bag is charging the iPad. You know, So I, I think that's a huge market and a huge opportunity for growth. Yeah, that's super cool. If it, um, would you have to plug in, I guess you'd plug in your cell phone to the a port that hung out of the jacket, but would you ever see the need for a, a pocket when you put something in the pocket, it charges whatever, whatever's in there? Or is that yeah, really absolutely. Dumb? I mean, I think there's a no, no. I think you're totally right. There's a there's a growth. I mean, there's there's going to be a growth. I don't think it's taken off yet in the kind of like charging pad business. You know, the wireless charging where you just put your phone on a pad and you imagine that pad's in your pocket and then you put your phone on a magnet in inside your pocket and it sort of is magnetized against the side of it and it's charging while it's in there. So you're not plugging. You're not unplugging. We're not there yet, but I think that's a pretty uh, you know. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that that's the direction we're headed. You're it's totally funny. Right. If you could use the solar power like a solar oven, you make a hot pocket, you can cook stuff in. I'm just kidding. I know. I mean, I think I think that's a great application. Uh, we're looking at, you know, drying applications and charging applications, pumping and heating. You know, it, it may be that you don't eliminate the need for a battery, but you say, I don't know if you've ever seen kind of some of these uh, electric heater blankets or electric jackets that have your know, vest that has heating in it the battery is pretty big so you know if your battery is the size of a you know book then you say well we can make the battery the size of half of an iphone so there's still a battery but it's just being charged constantly and used constantly it's just a good way to kind of make sure that the user charges less right so the user has to plug their jacket in instead of once a day they can plug it in once a week or once a month yeah, no, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, the larger applications, so you're saying like uh, using the fabric to cover a building that normally wouldn't be built of uh, strong, you know, let's say steel beams, like a fabric mm -hmm. building mm -hmm. that would generate a lot of solar. So uh, what are what's one or two like really large applications that you're moving forward on or you already have finished? Uh, I would say one is um, athletic facilities. So you look at you know, tennis courts, hockey rinks, soccer fields, and more and more of these are enclosed. Um, and when they're enclosed, that means they have, you know, you don't really have much climate control when you're playing tennis outside. But as soon as you enclose a tennis court, uh, you have air conditioning, you have heating, you have lighting. I mean, you now have this operational expense of your structure because you've created a building. 
And a lot of those buildings and structures are built of fabric, right? So they're not really great insulators. That means that the heat is relatively costly. So what we can do is provide extra insulation and provide electricity for, you know, electricity for electric heating or air conditioning, cooling, ventilation, lighting. So the downside of enclosing athletic facilities is the operational expenses. But if we can cut the operational expenses back, that's a key element. So that doesn't mean you're bringing it down to zero, but then you're, uh, you know, your investment is, is, is less because you're able to, you're, you're able to um, write off and provide tax credits on the solar side. And then you're also yeah. providing revenue over, you know, the 25 year life of the project. Makes sense. So, yeah, yeah it's a straight, you know, it's a straightforward concept. It's just, you, you know, the execution is hard. Yeah. Well, there's tons of, uh, I mean, tons of things you could do with it. I could see um, clothing or a jacket that tells you the temperature outside or if your skin temperature is too high or too low. I mean, there's there's a lot of applications for this, so it's like a licensing fiesta for you. You know, you can't do them all, or maybe yeah, you can, but it's tons of I stuff know to do. you hit you hit the nail on the head. You know, we're doing what we do best. We build architectural canopies and uh, architectural products that generate electricity, and we design them, we build them, we engineer them, we manufacture them, we install them. Now, in all these other markets, we generally work with partners. So, if you have a product that gets hit by the sun all day and it's made of fabric, well, you have a product that is capable of generating electricity. Now, a lot of those folks call us an umbrella manufacturer, a canopy manufacturer, and they say, hey, we want to we figure out how to solarize our product line. And it's our role and responsibility to come in on the technology side and say, okay, well, you know, we'll be the ones that do it. We'll provide you the technology. We'll either sell it to you or license it. I gotcha. Um what do you what's what's ahead for the next year or a couple of years? Any big projects or innovations coming? I think it's that licensing model. It's exactly what you just you brought up. You know, it's it's working with partners with industry leaders. You know, we can only sell so many uh, sports domes or athletic facilities, right? Because that's not what we do. Um, but we can work with industry partners who are really excited about bringing this to market. And we've done that and we're continuing to do that in partnership. So the exciting thing for us is for us to do what we do best, which is provide technologies to other distributors who can then take it and run with it and sell it. And we, uh, you know, we provide the secret sauce, if you will. Okay. Well, very good. So what's the best way for people to get in touch and find out more? Well, you can get in touch with us. Go to uh, www.pavilion.com. That's the word pavilion with no A. So it's P-V-I-L-I-O-N.com, pavilion.com. And you can reach out to us on our website. Uh, Send us an email and I will make sure to respond promptly. Um, And yeah, we'd love to hear from you, whether you're an individual customer or a potential uh, distribution and sales channel. Uh, we'd we love it. Well, that's great. Well, Colin, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, Richard. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. 
Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you.